Hi everyone, I'm Dee. And I'm Alex. And together, we're DNA. And you're listening to the DNA of Mindful Relationships podcast. Would you consider doing a marathon without any planning, preparation, training or fitness training? Then why would people consider entering a relationship without any planning and preparation? Hmm. I think people do it all the time, but of course they run the risk of pulling a relationship hammy. (laughs) (laughs) Let's explore that in this episode titled Relationship Ready. Let's talk about getting relationship fit. We get fit and healthy for summer. We prepare our bodies and our um, muscles <laughs> um, and our weight for summer. Or we get a service or a tune-up for our cars. Or we prepare for something important like a marathon or an event. Or a wedding. Or a wedding. Anything that's of value to us, we do put a lot of time and preparation into it. But why? what I want to ask today, Alex... And and ask our listeners is why we don't put the same amount of effort and time into getting ready for a relationship. Um, The way that we do with things, other things that are important to us. When you think about it, the long-term relationship that most people are wanting is going to be the most important thing that they do for themselves. Mm. And yet people very rarely put a lot of preparation into it. Are you saying people have flabby relationship abs? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. So they go in with flabby abs and and untuned bodies and <laughs> all those metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I was. it just reminded me, I, I spoke to somebody who was, I would say, in their mid-40s. And I just asked her, I was aware she'd never been married, and I just asked her, so are you looking for a partner or are you dating? Just a general, you know, chit-chat conversation. And I remember her saying, no, if it comes along, I will be okay with it. If it doesn't come along, then that's fine. Oh, I hear that a lot. I know. And I remember walking away and I didn't say anything because in my mind, what I, I wanted to say a lot of things, but in my mind I was like, well, I can see this person isn't ready for a relationship, isn't wanting a relationship, and essentially it's almost like if a relationship was handed to them on a platter. So if someone walked to their front door, knocked on their door and said, here I am, ready for a relationship, they might consider it maybe. I think that happens all too often. People are either afraid to commit to the idea of actually searching, looking for a relationship actively, um, and they just tend to go, well, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy as I I hear that all the time. A lot, yeah. a lot of single people. I'm, I'm happy in my life. Everything's good. But they would like probably a relationship if it didn't hurt too much, if it fit this and if it did yeah. that and all of that. And so the idea of actually going out and seeking a relationship – in the same way that you would go out looking for a job. You know, you wouldn't say, do you want a job? Yeah, if one comes along, I'll take it if it falls in my lap. You actively have to do a lot of work before you get that job. Preparing right. the resume, getting your references, yep. getting your house in order 
to get the job. And That's right. People don't do it for relationships. You know, updating your resume. You wouldn't start a new job with an old resume. And, um, you know, working out, doing some research about that particular workplace that you're applying for. There's a lot of preparation we do to prepare for a job interview or a new job. So this is the one of the issues I have with um, people that are, you know, talking about dating or wanting to start a relationship and wanting to almost stumble upon a partner somewhere, somehow, magically. Mm. <laughs> I think... Um, I think movies, possibly romance novels, have a lot to answer for because, you know, planning and preparing for a relationship it doesn't sound very romantic. Not very sexy in a script, is it? No. But if you meet someone in a bar and your eyes just yes. meet across a crowded exactly. room. Yeah. Or, yeah, you, you met someone years ago and then you meet them again and how romantic it was meant to be, all of that stuff. So... You know, we have a lot of people that are single um, later in life and really struggling to find a partner and knowing where to start. And so today what I wanted to talk about is just some key things about getting relationship ready. Um, We might talk about dating on another episode, but this is more about pre-dating preparation. Ah, pre-dating dating. Yes, (laughs) Years ago, you know, when it was pre-dating dating? Years ago. Oh, anyway. Um, <laughs> so the first thing I want to talk about is know what you want and what you don't want. What? Hang on. Can I, can I say even before that? Yeah. Know who you are. Because I think before you can know what you want in another person, you yes. probably need to know a little bit about yourself. And often people just meander along in life hmm. and... Really taking the time to go, hang on, I'm here where I am now, could be 50 or whatever, who am I? Because that's going to tell you a lot about who you'd like to spend time with. Are you a person who likes a lot of time alone? Are you a person who likes to travel? Are you a person who is very goal-oriented? I think taking stock of yourself, doing an audit on yourself Mm. is probably... The first thing you should do before even thinking about what a partner might look like. I would hope, Alex, by the age of 50 that you've done a bit of that. And I know that's a big assumption to make, but you're right. I think being able to take stock of who you are and what you want out of life in general. So we're talking not just about you know meeting um, a long-term partner, but just about who you are as a person, what you value. Yeah, and I, I, I think you may have done that audit maybe a few years back, maybe when you were 40, but at 50, maybe you're a different person. So I think it's it's important to constantly be reevaluating where you're at and who you are at that point in time. In fact, I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday, and he was in exactly this position that he was thinking about starting to consider a relationship, and... He wasn't quite sure where he was at and how settled he was and what he wanted. And, you know, we were talking about what he might look for. But, of course, all of that didn't really matter until he knew where he was at and where he wanted to be because Mm. there's no point introducing someone into your life if that person isn't the right person for where you're at right now. So here's an example of of that very thing. If Be very clear. If you're in your 40s, or let's say 30s or 40s, and you're still wanting to have children, whether you're a male or female, 
then that's a really important thing that should be high on your list of priorities because if you end up meeting someone that doesn't want to have children, how do you um, reconcile that? How do you come to terms with that? You can't. There's two very different ways of um, thinking about life and and two significant things that people want and don't want. It doesn't really match up. Mm. So knowing whether you want to have children or not, that's really key. Where do you want to live? Like if if you're a city person and you end up with someone who's a country person and wants to live in the country or out in the bush or whatever, is that going to work? Um, you know, there are some really major significant things that you do need to consider. Oh, it could be religion, could be whatever. Yeah. So I think it's important to know thyself first because otherwise you end up meeting someone, you get on well but after some time, you find, oh, that wasn't actually what I really wanted, but we got on well and it sort of developed into something. And then you find yourself in the future looking back and going, I really probably shouldn't have gone down this path because we have two different objectives. Yeah, so when you um, – I would suggest making a list of things that are important to you and write them – in, if you can, prioritize from the most important to the least important. So if having children in the future, write that as number one. So these will be your values. Having children, living in the city, these are just examples, living, you know, where you're living in the suburbs. Um, what else? Uh, being career-minded and career-driven. Um, having financial success, that could be part of it too. Strong family values, strong ties to family. All of these are values that are worth listing for yourself. And, you know, you can quickly look at it and see whether um, you want someone to match those values. There might be some of them that you say, fine, if they're not into that. For example, fitness. You need to decide whether if the person you meet isn't into fitness and you are, is that going to be a, um, a deal breaker? It may or may not for you. So there might be some other areas that you can say, if he or she doesn't have this, that's okay, but these are my values. So it's worth listing them. Now, what a lot of people tend to do, Alex, is a shopping list of superficial things like I want tall, dark, handsome, uh, moustache, beard. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Very, very, very specific physical attributes that – and then they – because they get sort of distracted by the physicality and forget about the the values and those other important attributes. So put those physical things aside. I mean, obviously physical attraction is a factor, but what good is someone who is stunningly gorgeous and attractive and handsome – nice to look at, but they just don't hold the same values as you, whether it's family or whether it's, you know, values about money or kids or it, it's just not going to work in the end. Yeah, so I, I would suggest that people go back and listen to our episode four, Same, Same but Different, where we discuss the different uh, values and, and, and why it's important to have aligned values rather than aligned interests. Yeah. So this kind of ties in, the next one ties in with what we just talked about, the list of values and what's important to you. 
I think doing this early preparation work is vital because um, if you don't know that, then you're actually, you're just dating in the dark. So wow, what a good name for a TV show. Dating in the dark, yeah. It sounds like um, a line from a song. <laughs> um, so the second one is know your boundaries. So this is something that people don't really think about their boundaries. So your boundaries are what you're prepared to put up with and what you're not prepared to put up with. So this is the other part of know what you want and what you don't want. So what are you prepared to put up with? Are you prepared to put up with um, a smoker, a drinker, someone who takes drugs now and again? Or are you not prepared to put up with any of those things? Someone who watches The Bachelor all the time. (laughs) Well, that's tolerable. Um, Are you not prepared to put up with someone who loses their temper to the point of violence, whether it's violence against you or against property as in damaging things? I think in this category, there are things that are no-go zone. Like you wouldn't tolerate abuse. You wouldn't tolerate, you know, certain things. Like if you are a non-smoker and you don't like smoking, you'd say smokers are out. But then there are grey areas, which is like what percentage of similarities or compromise are you prepared to put up with? So if your partner or prospective partner likes going to the gym and you don't, is it okay if they go to the gym three times a day every day? Or is that too much for you? So, you know, I think it's working out what are your thresholds, I guess, your boundaries uh, in things other than just the big, big questions, but other things where you may not match up on. I want to go back to the big issues because the reason why I say that, and women in particular tend to tolerate a lot of those things that we take for granted, like you and I are talking now and saying, well, of course, we wouldn't be with a smoker. We wouldn't be with someone who's abusive or, or abuses alcohol or takes drugs or is violent, that they're the, they're the boundaries that I personally set for myself. And I'm assuming you did as well, Alex, um, in a very clear way. Would that be right? Uh, yeah, we, we made sure that our, um, our thresholds lined up. So here's an area that's a little bit more grey, um, but still quite can be quite dangerous if, if you tolerate beyond your boundaries. And that's um, constantly being criticised and disrespected. So someone who um, has difficulty setting their boundaries around um, how people treat them can tolerate a lot of disrespect and criticism. And there's an area that I think if you have done that in the past, then it's time to really work on that. And one of the best tips that I can give people for getting relationship ready is to reflect on how you have behaved in your previous relationships. So what I mean by that is how have you unknowingly allowed poor behavior? And I say allowed because when, when you're in a relationship with someone or when you interact with somebody and they treat you badly the first time, whether it's with violence or abuse or anything. The first time it's like a shock and you go, oh my God. And then you forgive them. You give reasons. There are reasons behind why this happened. Then it happens a second time. Then it happens a third time and a fourth time. And your boundaries are, are, are really should be, 
the first time I see that, I need to deal with that. Well, it's fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Exactly. Mm. So this is part of this is a big part of getting relationship ready. What are the areas that you need to step up for yourself? And when you recognise bad behaviour, how are you going to deal with it? And obviously, this is about bad behaviour in the other person. There might be bad behaviour that you exhibit as well. That's something that you'll need to work on. And then. The other biggest tip I can give you is make a commitment to yourself that you will never, ever, 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 I emphasize that again, um, allow that poor behavior to continue, whether it's with a friend or in a partner, never again. So reflecting on how you have behaved in your past relationships is a really good way to prepare for future relationships. Mm. Yeah, I, I would expect that... Um your learnings from past relationships should almost become a template for your new relationship. I think that's a good way to look at it. But um, and unfortunately, not always, but people tend to move on to a new relationship without the reflection mm. and just repeat the pattern but in a slightly different way because the package looks different. Yeah, I was going to say that the it's, it's often you have a type you know, a lot of people have a type and whether that's in looks or in behavior or whatever, and it's very easy to fall into that type mm. uh, when really what you need to do is say, well, if that's the type I've had previously, what elements of that didn't work and what should my type be moving forward potentially or not even what should my, what should my type not be moving forward? Yeah. Okay. But there, there will be key behaviors that you exhibited as well. Yep. to allow some of um, these things to continue. And I'm not talking about an abusive relationship where, you know, you have a complete loss of power in the relationship. Just times when you have tolerated things that you probably shouldn't have tolerated. So it's about building your, your confidence and part of preparing for a new relationship is to build up your relationship strength, your relationship muscles, so that you can say, hang on, that's not okay. And we need to talk about this before we move on. Mm, good. Yeah. Okay. The, another way of setting boundaries is as simple as set up some dating rules for yourself. And um, some examples of those is um, with online dating, you keep the online dating contact really brief. So the texting or whatever, keep it brief. One or two conversations to go, yeah, I think I'm interested in um, the next step with this person. Then I would recommend the next step be a phone call so you can hear make how sure they, they're real, not, yeah, make not sure doing they're catfish. Real <laughs> and that their actually conversation on the phone is matching their conversation in text. Yep. And then the next step would be a brief date, like a coffee date or a drink. Not, Not a, a meal. meal. No, because a meal takes a long time. <laughs> Having said that, our first date was a meal. No, it was a coffee date. No, meal. Coffee. Meal. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what actually happened. It was a coffee date and then Alex said... I'm hungry. Do you want something to eat? And I went, oh, not really, but okay. I went along with it. And you had nachos, I remember. Oh, yeah, maybe. 
I don't remember the food. I just remember you. Oh, that's sweet. So these are ways that you can set up boundaries. You don't have to go along with what the other person is recommending. They might say, hey, how about, do you want to come away? I'm going away for the weekend. Do you want to come with? And you, you haven't met this person yet. That goes beyond your boundaries. Don't do it. Alarms. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Even a meal sometimes can be too much. But if you go out for like a, um, a drink before a meal, like a 5 p.m. drink or 6 p.m. drink, and you really connect, it can Lead extend dinner. into mm. dinner. Why not? And But that's up to you to make that choice. Um, so the third one is to make a plan of how you will set out to meet people. There are many ways these days to, to meet people. In, in the olden days, it used to be people you knew at school, um, friends of people at school, people you would work with, and family friends. So, and, you know, that's the old-fashioned way. Often people go, I want to meet someone the old-fashioned way. Mm. And that's lovely if you can do that. But now we've got other ways as well. So dating online is an obvious one with Tinder and Bumble and... Plenty of fish. Plenty of fish. And There's RSVP. lots of them. Oh, heaps. And you can try them all if you want to. Um, you can join meetup groups. There's lots of meetup groups based on various activities and your your own interests. So hiking, um, dancing, uh, whatever it is that you're into. So it's a nice way to meet like-minded people. Um, or you can join an actual activity that you love, like go and if, if you're into um, salsa dancing like I am, um, join a salsa school and start to learn something new. Or you can, you know, learn knitting or... <laughs> it's not very social. <laughs> maybe, maybe go where, you know, you, you're going to meet the opposite sex or, or the, the gender of your choice, whichever one. Um, and also I'd recommend talk to friends and family about your intention to have a relationship. When people know that you're keen to meet, you know, um, a long-term partner, they might help you out. And I actually feel a little bit sad that the old kind of um, matchmaking doesn't happen anymore because why, why don't we bring people together? And I know why. A lot of people say, oh, if it goes wrong, I don't want to be blamed and I don't want to be involved and... You know, I want to leave it up to them to decide. But it's actually uh, a nice way to meet someone through a friend of a friend. I think it's always good to offer and say, hey, look, I know someone. The person can always say no, but mm. at least make the offer. Yeah, yeah. And look, I've done that a few times and so far zero marriages. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, again, it's it's up to the person. You can put it to them and if if they go on a date, and it's a nice experience, then they've had a nice experience. Yep, perfect. But not maybe not met the, the partner of their dreams. <laughs> well, it's a numbers game, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, number four. Now, this one is about related to setting boundaries. Again, they kind of flow on from each other. Um, where, when I talk about setting boundaries, I mean to be able to communicate, be aware of them for yourself, but then communicate with your with your partner or the person that you need to about what's not working. So the fourth one is about practice being honest, upfront and assertive with your friends and colleagues. So before you enter a relationship, practice the ability to be able to um, stand up for yourself. And it's a good way to, to prepare for standing up for yourself in 
a relationship. And we covered that off in episode, where was it? Uh, Previous episode. In a previous episode about (laughs) asserting yourself. Um, That's right. So the key to weeding out the wrong people is to be able to be yourself and be honest. Like truth is very, very powerful, your truth, Uh, whatever that is. Um, And to be able to communicate that with your date um, when something is upsetting you is really critical. Um, The next thing to look out for is how he or she responds to is, is often an indicator of whether they can handle your honesty and your truth. Run, Forrest, run. There's no point in dating someone for months and months and you holding back your true feelings from them and then later on going, well, actually, I needed to tell you that I don't enjoy this. Um, so it's really good to be able to. Now, I'm not saying that's always possible because we're human and, you know, you don't want to be nitpicky all the time. But the more upfront and honest you are with that person, then the more comfortable you'll feel. And if they can handle that honesty, and you know, I'm hoping that they can be upfront and honest with you as well. It goes both ways. And you can both handle that honesty and work through it and then come out the other end saying, I'm glad we talked about that and, you know, with some sort of resolution, then that's an indicator that there's some hope in that relationship. So should I on a first date tell my date that I have 19 kids? Yes. (laughs) I'm going to say yes to that because 19 is a huge number. (laughs) It might have an impact on the relationship. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So that... Yeah, that would scare me. Mm, scares me too. Okay. <laughs> All right. Number five is reflect on a laugh about dating mishaps and learn from each experience. I'm going to guarantee that you'll have some dating mishaps. So some, some dates that don't go anywhere. Um, you know, you thought you had a lovely conversation on the phone and you meet them and it does nothing happens. There's no spark. There's no interest. And people that are just completely wrong for you. I'll guarantee that's going to happen. Yep. So you need to look back and laugh on about them rather than being feeling disheartened that, see, dating doesn't work, it's not for me. People often go down that path of negativity that, you know, I've tried and they may have had three dates. And, I, I yeah. wonder, I mean, of all the people who are single and say they're happy being single, mm. how many of them are? actually single um, and how many actually would like to meet someone but are scared because of past experiences either in relationships or dating experiences and just get turned off the idea and it's easier and safer just to say I'm just happy being how I am well I'm going to say there is a lot of fear more than people that are just comfortable being single there are people that have reached that stage where they're okay with their singledom and it's not an issue for them. And they're rare. You know, I I have met people like that. But I think my belief is that most people are scared because it takes, first of all, it takes a lot of effort. We've just gone through things to prepare for a relationship. I'm tired already just thinking about it. Um, so it takes a lot of effort to prepare for a relationship. It takes effort to be in a relationship and it takes risk, and you're risking vulnerability and opening up to someone new. 
And that, that is scary for a lot of people. So I would say the fear does prevent them from trying a new relationship. Mm. So that leads me to number six, our last one. Never give up. <laughs> Persistence will pay off. I genuinely believe this. If you truly believe that you want a, you know, a relationship, um, you want a long-term relationship and you truly believe that that's what you want for yourself, then I would say don't give up. It, you know, it's persistence will pay off and how you prepare for a relationship will help you, I believe, reach that, that um, goal in a, in a faster, more efficient way. Mm. Oh, look, again, <clears throat> the same analogy of applying for a job. Just because you get knockbacks, you can't give up and say, I'm never going to go for a job, that's it. I think you just got to take it, uh, roll with the punches and just learn from it and make yourself better. So in terms of how we're talking about a resume in, in the work sense, your dating profile online should be updated to reflect who you are. And we'll cover that in a dating episode. But, you know, mm-hmm. truly giving a representation of who you are online to other people so that they know who they're connecting with. Because if you misrepresent yourself, then obviously the person you're likely to attract is obviously going to be a different person than the person you truly would want to attract. So it's all about keep on going with it. And, you know, we, we've all been there. We've all dated. We've gone through the process. It's unpleasant. It's time-wasting. It's, you know, it's all of that sometimes. But on the other side, you get to have a good relationship at the end of it if it all works out. And that payoff is worth it. Yeah. If you truly believe that that's what you would like in, you know, for yourself in your life, you're destined to meet someone amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it for today. Awesome. I think we've covered off a lot in terms of getting ready to have a relationship. And <clears throat> if you're in the situation yourself that you're you're considering whether you should have a relationship, whether you'd like to have a relationship, I guess the only uh, advice I would offer is look deep inside yourself and beyond the fears, beyond any of these other layers and ask yourself, would you truly like to have a relationship and be in one? And if so, do what you need to do to be ready to have a relationship. And some of those other things might include, um, I've heard it said before, if you don't have any space in your wardrobe, how are you going to fit someone into your life? Right? There's that kind of angle. So that's a metaphorical. <laughs> but what we're saying is, um, metaphorically speaking, do you actually have capacity and room for someone in your life? If your life is taken up with activities and you're always busy and you're always doing stuff, but you're saying that you want a relationship, do you really have the capacity and do you have the time to actually nurture a relationship? So those are things too that you really need to think about going into this. And one last thing, Alex, just before we finish up. Um, if if you're doing all of that and it's still not happening, there might be some um, unconscious barriers for you in meeting you know, someone and meeting you know, the type of person you want to, to be in a relationship with. I would recommend uh, seeing a counsellor, a relationship counsellor, just to see if they can uncover some of those barriers. Yeah, that's very true. Patterns are repeating. Yep. Maybe there's a reason. 
All right, that's it from us. We will catch you next time. It's goodbye from A. And it's goodbye from D. See ya. If you like this episode, then please consider subscribing to find out whenever a new episode drops. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, that's a little purple button on your iPhone, iTunes or Stitcher. You can of course go to our website at www.thednaofmindfulrelationships.com or our Facebook page where you can like us and share our show with your friends. Send us an email to info at thednaofmindfulrelationships.com and ask us questions or give us feedback or maybe suggest some ideas for some upcoming shows. We look forward to catching you next time, and until then, stay mindful. Stay mindful.